Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. Well, hey everybody. I hope you had a relaxing and a fun Christmas with your family. Our family celebrates Christmas here, uh, but we also go up to Illinois to celebrate with Jen's family. So we double dipped this year, but it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Hope you did as well. And thanks so much for carving out a little bit of time this weekend to join me for today's experience. Let me just say for those of you who are watching for the very first time, well, I hope this isn't your last time. Our mission as a church is to inspire you to follow Jesus, but it's not because we want anything from you. We actually want something for you. We've discovered that following Jesus will make your life better. It'll make you better at life. And so we hope today helps you take a step in that direction. Now, speaking of things for you, don't miss this. If you're a first-time viewer, if you will text the word, I am here, make it all one word. But if you will text that to 94090, we'll send you an email gift card to Dunkin' Donuts. You can have a treat on us. Think of it like your very last Christmas present, all right? So be sure to do that. And for those of you who are thinking, well, I would love to check out Journey's in-person services, but when in the world is this church ever going to meet again? That is a great question. And while I can't give you an exact date just yet, I can tell you that I'm very optimistic. It's going to be sooner rather than later. So we're talking right now with the CFSB Center. We have been for several weeks. As soon as we get the green light, we'll let you know the plan. As soon as everything's good with our health officials and our university officials, we will be back to meeting, so stay tuned for that. Now, there is an exercise that I take myself through at the end of every single year, and the reason I do it is I want to spend some time intentionally reflecting on what I've experienced that year. Usually this takes me about a week, uh, sometimes a couple of weeks, but I just work my way through thinking about the year, and I do it for two reasons. First, I do it because I've learned that experience doesn't actually make me any wiser or better. Only evaluated experience does that. And so I just try to slow down, evaluate all the experiences I've had throughout the year so I can learn, so I can grow. But there's another reason that I do this exercise, and that's what I want to share with you for the next few moments. As I've been reflecting, I keep coming back to a passage that Paul wrote to Christians in the city of Thessalon Thessalonica. It's um, in his letter we call First Thessalonians. And every time I think about this, I think about you. So I just want to share with you what he wrote. In the very beginning of his letter, he said, We always thank God for all of you, and we continually mention you in our prayers. That's what happens to me, is I have been praying for you and thinking about you this year. I just keep thanking God for how extraordinary you have been. And then Paul continues, and he says, We remember before our God and Father your work that's produced by faith, your labor that's prompted by love, and your endurance that's inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, as I've been reflecting, I keep thinking about those three things. And I keep thinking about you and how incredible you have been at all three of those. This has been a really challenging year for our church in a lot of ways. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, but I will tell you this. I don't know of another church in our country that has stepped up and shown up the way you have, in spite of the fact that we haven't met for a Sunday service in 294 days and counting. So early on, if you remember, I asked you to pray three things for us as a church. And it was all based off of this passage from Paul. I asked you to pray we'd have a deeper trust in God, 
that we'd come out of this with a bigger faith, that we'd have broader influence with our community, and we'd have stronger unity as a church. Now, the reason I wanted us to come out of this with deeper faith and bigger faith in God is I didn't want us to waste this season. I want us to be able to come out of it and people go, I watched what they did, and there's no explanation for it other than they have a deep faith and trust in God. That's so powerful when people see that. And I wanted us to have a labor that was prompted by love so the people around us in our communities would look and go, oh my gosh, in a season where they should have only cared about themselves, look at how they loved us so well. And that that love, and it, this is what it's doing, would broaden our influence with the people in our community, especially the people who don't follow Jesus, and it would give us a chance to share with them about his grace. And then third, I want us to pray to have a stronger unity as a church because I knew we were going to have to have endurance. Endurance with a lot of hope. This wasn't going to be easy. But unity leads to endurance, and that's exactly what we've seen. You have done all three of these things in an extraordinary, inspirational way. And I'm so thankful for you this season, but here's what I realized as I was reflecting. I don't know if I've adequately expressed my gratitude to you. So I thought, you know what, right here at the end of the year is the perfect time to do that. I just want to say thank you. And by you, I mean all of you who consider this your church home and you're probably coming uh, to our services in person before the pandemic hit. But by you, I also mean all of you who begun watching uh, since this pandemic started from wherever you are. You're watching from all over the country, uh, not just all over our area. You're watching from Hawaii and Alabama and Illinois and Tennessee and Minnesota and wherever you are. I just want you to know how grateful I am for you. Thank you for choosing to engage with us through this because let's be honest, you can engage with pretty much any church in America right now, can't you? They're all online. But you have chosen to connect with us, and I really appreciate it. A few other thank yous. Thank you to all of you who served so passionately throughout this season. Uh, you didn't stop serving. Thanks to all of you who serve in our children and student environments. Thanks for showing up on Zoom every single week to meet with your kids, to meet with the students in your group. Uh, you have invested in them. You have been a consistent presence in their lives. You've let them know that you were there for them while they navigated all this uncertainty. Uh, thanks to small group leaders like Jessica. She's one of our elementary small group leaders. She went the extra mile. She delivered gifts and candy and notes to all of her students in her group just to let them know that she cared. So many of you have done things like that, and we didn't tell you to do it. We didn't ask you to do it. You just did it because you're for these students. You've been incredible at loving our kids, and I cannot tell you how grateful I am. Speaking of volunteering, thanks to all of you who volunteered to make our outdoor gatherings happen this fall. We'd never done an outdoor gathering before the pandemic. At least we hadn't done one that was successful. They'd all gotten rained out. But you showed up all masked up, all socially distanced, and you set up, you greeted, you produced, you helped create an ex incredible experience for other people. So thank you so much for making that happen. Thanks to all of you who volunteered time during the week. People like Linda, Michelle, Ryan, Paula, Mike, Amber, so many others. You showed up during the week to help us send out mailers, to prepare gift bags, to host baptism families, to pack meal boxes, to shoot videos, to coordinate logistics, create music, on and on I could go. I'm telling you, I get asked all the time by pastors, how do you get your people to do all that stuff? And I, I always say the exact same thing. First, um, you're not my people. I don't have any people. We're all in this together. And then secondly, I look at them and I say, you do it because you care that much about inspiring people to follow Jesus. 
You serve because you love God and you love others so well. So I just want to say thank you. Now, speaking of serving and loving so well, let me thank all of you who chose to continually uh, support our church financially during this crisis. So many of you were so consistent. And as you can imagine, there are a lot of churches around our country that are struggling financially, even a lot of the churches that are meeting in person. And even if they wanted to do more to help others, they couldn't do it. But so many of you, you didn't miss a single gift through this pandemic. You just kept right on giving because you understand that you aren't funding a meeting, you're funding a movement with a mission that really matters. This is so important. So many of you, you are not transactional givers. You know what a transactional giver is? It's someone who only gives when they're getting something back for their gift. But that's not what so many of you are. You are transformational givers. You give generously, not for your benefit, but for the benefit of somebody else. You give generously because you know it's going to help transform somebody else's life. And because of your consistent generosity, well, we didn't have to pull in. We didn't have to get defensive as a church. And listen, I didn't have to spend hours staring at P&L statements and going line item by line item, figuring out how to cut some expense to keep us afloat. Now, we've been able to stay open-handed through this whole deal. We've been able to meet the needs of so many people throughout this season. And, and don't miss this, we've been able to experiment. We've been able to create new ways to inspire more people to follow Jesus because of your generosity. I mean, you're watching one of them right now. We didn't have an online experience to amount to much before the pandemic. But now that we can do this, and we've only been able to do it because of your generosity, well, we've reached more people than ever before. Your generosity has allowed our staff to be innovative, to be creative, to serve without worrying about what the future holds for them. Are they going to have a job? Now, we had not had to worry about any of that. You've allowed me to stay focused on doing what I'm most gifted to do. I just want you to know, I do not take any of that for granted. So thank you for believing in the mission of our church enough that you would give even when it's difficult and you would give even when you were uncertain about what was going to happen to you financially. I am so grateful for your support. And if you're wondering, God is certainly using your generosity and it is paying off in big ways. All you have to do is ask Waylon and Jennifer, who were both baptized together this year as a husband and wife. It was incredible. All you have to do is ask so many of the parents whose students and kids celebrated their baptisms this year. My son was one of those. Believe me, Jen and I are eternally grateful to you for the impact you have. All you have to do is ask a married couple who came up to me at one of our outdoor gatherings and told me their marriage would not have survived this pandemic if it hadn't been for the investment that our church has made in them over the past three years. I could keep giving stories. There are hundreds of them. The point is, you've impacted more people this year than any year in the history of our church, and you did it without us meeting in person for nine months. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for choosing specifically to be for your neighbors over the past few months. Thanks to all of you who served, your neighbors around you, your community. You bought meals um, and drive through lines for people behind you. You wrote notes. You sent gift cards. You helped out at nonprofit organizations. You delivered meals to senior adults who couldn't get out. I could go on and on in all the stories that I've heard of what you've done. And you're not telling me these stories. I hear them third hand. But you have taken the initiative, and you have loved this community so well. Speaking of that, thanks to all of you who gave to our Christmas Pork Highway offering as well. I'll be honest, I never expected you to give over $64,000 this November 
after everything has happened this year, but good grief. You showed up and you did it. And then when you add that to the more than $65,000 that we had already been able to give away because of your generosity, well, that's $130,000 we've invested in one year right back into this community to help the hurting, the hungry, and the vulnerable. Listen, it has gone directly to help put food on the table of families, to help keep families in their homes when they didn't have the money for rent. It's gone to help small businesses stay open. It's gone to help children who were in vulnerable situations. It's gone to provide material needs for people who needed it. And I could go on and on. Quite honestly, saying thank you for all that isn't enough, but I don't know how to communicate it with the appropriate words. All I know to say is this. There are a lot of churches that talk a big game. Um, What I love about you is you don't talk. You just show up and you do it year after year after year. And as a result, you have earned the trust and gained influence with so many unchurched people in our community. And we're going to have a chance to share the grace and the love of Jesus with them because of it. Now, before I give you one final wrap up, I got two final thank yous. This is kind of like the wrap up before the wrap up. Preachers do that all the time. So here we go. First, I want to say a big thank you to our staff. Um, What they have done this year has been unbelievable. The way they pivoted, the way they created, the way they innovated, and they did it all just to serve you and our community better. And it has been nothing short of inspiring. I'm telling you, this little team accomplishes more and makes a bigger impact with greater excellence than most churches that are twice our size, and they do it without a single complaint. They do it because they love God, and they do it because they love you, and they really are passionate about the mission of our church. They could all be doing things other places, making more money, but they sacrifice to be here because of how much they care about you and our mission. And you will never know the extreme challenges they have faced this year. You'll never know, and you shouldn't, all the sacrifices they have made to love and to serve you But I have had a front row seat to it all. And I just want our staff to know I'll be forever grateful. It is an honor to get to serve alongside this team. They are remarkable. I know you're grateful for them, and I am too. One more thing I want to say thank you for. Uh, To all of you who are part of our church, thank you so much for trusting me through all this. Thanks for supporting the decisions that I made even if they weren't decisions you would have made, even if they weren't decisions you wish your church had made, and even if they were decisions that you had a hard time explaining to all your friends and people in the community when they started going, you're not meeting for how long? And do you guys even believe in Jesus? And, you know, are y'all just listening to politicians? And on and on and on. I know you've heard all of that crap, but you have continued to support and trust me in spite of it all. Speaking of that, thanks for all your patience and all your encouragement as I tackled a lot of controversial topics this year, topics like politics and racism. You let me jump into the hard stuff in series like Talking Points, and you never blew up my email with criticism. All I got was encouragement. You give me the freedom to talk about important stuff that most pastors are too scared to talk about, and I am so grateful for your trust in me. I want you to know I do not take that lightly. So as I wrap up, here's the bottom line. I once heard Patrick Lencioni say something. He said, something's not really a value in your life or your organization until you have sacrificed deeply for it. Well, let's be honest. This year has tested everything that we say we value as a church. It has cost us to live out our mission. We say we value the next generation. We say we value being for our neighbors. 
We say we value reaching people who are far from God. We say we value being a church that makes our community better. Well, to live that out this year, it's cost us more than ever before. To stay true to our values, it has not been easy. But you have passed the test with flying colors. So thank you. Thanks for your work this year that's been produced by faith and trust in Jesus. Thanks for your labor that has been prompted by love as you have clearly shown that you're for our communities again. And thank you for your unity, which has allowed us to demonstrate an endurance inspired by hope in Jesus. Listen, God knew this year was going to happen to us. We may not have seen it coming, but he did. He knew we were not going to meet together as a church for 294 days and counting. He knew all the challenges we were going to face. And you know what? This is what I love about it. He is using all of that for his glory to inspire more people to follow him. So I'm really grateful for the challenges. I'm really grateful for all the challenges we have faced and the ones that we're facing right now because you know what God's doing? He's setting us up to have a bigger faith, to have broader influence, and to have stronger unity than we've ever had before. And when we get back to things being quote-unquote normal, and we will, it's sooner rather than later, I'm just telling you, you better look out. I am so confident this has all been part of God's plan. And he's been preparing us to reach more people than we ever imagined possible. So, Jen and I, we're committed, more so than ever before, to keep inviting, to keep serving, to keep connecting, and to keep giving generously. There is not a better place we would rather put our time and our money. We give more of it here than anywhere else. And I want to invite you to keep doing those things with me. And know, I'm so thankful for you. And all the people whose lives have been changed because of you, well, they're incredibly grateful for you too. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you. Uh, as I said, you knew all of this was coming. We had no idea, but you knew. And, well, you have used this for good. You have brought so many positives out of the pain that so many of us have experienced this year. So thanks for that. And I personally just want to thank you, God, for these incredible, incredible people who are part of this church and this movement. I feel so grateful to be able to serve and do life alongside them. I feel so grateful that you have allowed me to follow you and be a part of this mission with them uh, because they are absolutely incredible. Thanks that they're a group of people who don't just talk about what matters most, they live it out and they show it. If love has to be shown to be known, well, people in our community, they, ha they know how much this church loves them and they know how much, more importantly, you love them. So just help us to keep being good stewards of these opportunities you're giving us. Help us to keep our eye on you and keep following you no matter what it costs us. I'm so excited about this next year and what you're going to do. And God, I just want to say thank you in advance for choosing to let us play a role in what you're doing right here in this community. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Well, if you're anything like me, I think you can agree that the music our band has created this year, it's been a gift and a lifeline and an encouragement to all of us. So to all of you who are a part of our band and production teams that make that happen, thank you so much. We are incredibly grateful for you as well. And God's using you to keep changing lives. Speaking of that, as we wrap up today, if you'd like to give to help support what we're doing in our community to not only inspire more people to follow Jesus, but to help people in our community know that we're for them, uh, you can just go to givejourney.com or you can click on the Give tab in our app and give in about 30 seconds. It's easy and it's simple, and we are so grateful for your generosity. It's allowed us and will allow us to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, so, with that being said, I hope you have a happy new year. I think we're all excited to see 2021 show up. So you enjoy your week. Happy new year. And we will see you next time for a brand new series called How to Get What You Really Want. Happy New Year. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Callaway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.